0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Bearded Gent podcast. I'm on the road today, um, so I'm just currently driving down a nice country road. And uh, Todd's at home with his feet up, with a nice
1: Literally, cup of coffee. Literally, with my feet up. How are you, Todd? I am good, mate. How about you?
0: Yes, great. Um, so obviously, um, you would have noticed we don't, haven't been bringing out as many podcasts on a weekly basis. Uh, mostly due to me working from a different location. It's very hard. Um, But we thought today, instead of missing it again, what we're going to do is we're going to just get a little bit crazy and really test our um, technical skills. Who knows? This podcast might never make the air. It might be an abomination. But, Todd, mate, I wanted to talk about today uh, dealing with the stresses of work in a new environment you don't have your normal coping mechanisms. Um, you, you, how to how to work through it? Because I'm having a hard time. I'm in a place where um, uh, no staff. It's new. I don't have any of the the stuff I do on a daily basis to make me not have a anxiety attack. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: All right. What do you think is the most impactful out of those things you just? mentioned the most impactful yeah no one being there the extra travel the different kind of pressures and kpis and all that sort of stuff
0: yeah like i mean yeah not having anyone there it's just i I guess i mostly beat myself up about the um not doing well like i hold myself on quite a high standard Mm -hmm. and then when i do well and hit my targets i then i feel to the point well I've got to do that tomorrow, and then it just builds and builds and builds. And then when you get, you know, someone screaming down, shouting down the phone at you, telling you you're not doing well, you're not good enough, and you know all this stuff already and you're not trying, um, you know, that really triggers me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been struggling every day, okay. um, anxious-wise. and um, um, Yeah.
1: So I think I heard a couple of things in there, man. You ever heard of a concept known as uh, performance punishment?
0: Can't hear.
1: You. you ever heard of something called performance punishment?
0: Performance
1: punishment
0: drugs.
1: No, that that might actually help you, or at least to throw hands at the guy who's screaming down the phone at you. Ah. Um, no, performance punishment. It's a, a situation where you expect such high standards of yourself that you punish yourself coming and going about the standard of performance that you have.
0: All right. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah. So because you expect high things of yourself, in some ways it seems like a punishment to constantly have to measure up to those standards. And when you don't measure up to those standards – like, like everyone around you who sees that you're not measuring up to your usual sort of standards, they start asking questions like, like what's up with you today? Like, why? Like, because you haven't sort of satisfied your level of perfectionism and what they expect of you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so by extension, you start to view it as a level of punishment. Like no one says anything when you're winning because they just no. expect that of you. Yeah. It's like, oh, Michael Jordan only scored 22 points tonight. Oh, what a loser. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And then you start to take that personally. It's like, well, how come I don't get any sort of kudos when I'm winning? But as soon as I'm doing ever so slightly less than what everyone expects of me, suddenly I'm just getting just shouted at and pressure and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Is that sort of how it's feeling?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, they forget the fact that. It is just me there, um, and I guess, yeah, I guess I just don't know. I guess this is the first time I've had to do something when the pressure's on, and I don't have my 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 I don't have my security in check. You know, like I don't have my my training routine. I don't have people close. I don't have you know like I don't have my friends around. I don't I don't have those things that help me get through the day on a daily basis. Yeah. Coping mechanisms maybe they
1: are. That that's a pretty good word for it. But yeah. Th- the other aspect of what I heard before was um a certain amount of defiance. Like oh, well if they're just going to be like this, then I just won't give a fuck and I'll just turn in a piss-poor performance because it doesn't seem to matter which one I do. You either feel shit for not being acknowledged for doing good work or you feel shit for um doing great work and or, – or not measuring up to the standard and you get yelled at for that. Yeah. So there's a level of defiance in like, well, why am I even bothering?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. I'm probably a little bit defiant I'm defiant for my own good.
1: Yeah, that's okay. It's like, well, uh, well this is how you've learned to sort of survive in, in the most recent times. Like, you know, as you've sort of told many stories over the past that, you know, there, there are times when last time you get shouted at, you used to just go home and cry. Like, we well, don't do yeah. that anymore. Like, like from nah. from a certain point of view, as we spoke on the other phone the other day, mate, anger is better than despair because at least anger represents a certain amount of adv- advocacy for yourself. You, you sort of standing up for yourself. You're you you sitting there and thinking, "Oh, well, this is shit, and this isn't fair." or at least you're representing yourself on that sort of level. So is, like defiance, it's not ideal, but at the same time it's better than just complete acquiescence where you just sit and take it in the teeth. But it sort of begs a few more questions. If that's how it plays out for you at this workplace, where does that need for perfection come from? Mm.
0: I don't really know. Like, okay. I guess,
1: I, maybe perfection isn't quite the right word, but where does that necessity of having a high standard and constantly meeting it?
0: Um, cause I feel that a lot of my life I've taken the easy way out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm finally at a point where I realize how, how hard I need to work and I've, I've got to, I've created my own work ethic where I never had that before. Everything was kind of, you know, everybody else's fault.
1: Okay. All right. I'm I'm. I'm going to ask you a I question in a second. I don't want to go back to that. Okay. So you're tyrannizing and bullying yourself into doing what you think you have to do to meet the standard that you're Maybe satisfied with? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask a slightly different question, mate. Is this entirely self-driven? Entirely? Yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's entirely
1: okay. self-driven. Because the next question I want to ask is, now that you've sort of come to the terms with the idea, oh, well, this is how hard I know I need to work. Ironically enough, you're working for someone else, though. Mm. so is it just you working that hard like you know we've talked about this sort of example before it's like they're constantly dangling the carrot to continue to perpetuate the the standards and behaviors that you're exhibiting and that's why i'm asking is this actually you meeting your standards or is this you meeting someone else's standards but you've reframed it as something that you're doing yourself because that way it's a little bit more tolerable and palatable
0: hmm. yeah I think it could definitely be somebody else's standards
1: okay because cause let's be honest this this isn't a job you necessarily choose to do no. at which point it's it is horrible. definitely not your standards
0: no. I okay. think I feel like I've gone like um I've been the most anxious in this month than I have in the last year and a half.
1: Okay. So you're out of a comfort zone and you're being asked to meet standards with not really any genuine support Hmm. and standards that aren't necessarily yours in the first place. No. Are you sure you're not? Clear on why you're being defiant about things?
0: Starting to make a bit of sense.
1: Yeah. Good. Because the other side of that coin is like, well, when, when we feel like we're having a certain amount of growth, and, and you are, we kind of want to adopt and, you know, the old Jocko willing sort of how do I take extreme ownership? So you, you yeah. want to make everything your decision sort of thing. But if we're still stuck in that sort of compliant, defiant relationship, like you're getting progressively more defiant about the pressure you're having put on yourself because you've been compliant with it for so long. But if you're still stuck in that dynamic, because it's not a job you would choose, it's not necessarily your decision-making process that is keeping you going.
0: That doesn't
1: make sense, yeah. Because mm. the other the other element to that could be that if they're not your KPIs, if they're not your standards, if you're being asked to meet a standard and and, and a higher and higher and higher standard with less and less and less reward, seemingly, does that represent maybe? it's not quite old behaviours around self-worth and needing to prove yourself constantly, constantly, and constantly. But does it start to trigger old behaviours around that? Yeah. Like you've, you've started to wake up to the idea in the last couple of years that maybe you're actually worth a damn.
0: Yeah.
1: But you're starting to see behaviours where you're like, well, I'm still being treated like I used to, and it's starting to sit badly in your head. Yeah, definitely. How does that feel?
0: Yeah, I think um, it makes a lot of sense. Especially as it's like the first time I've really come out of my comfort zone,
1: mm-hmm. okay, so if all this is probably true how how much longer do you think that you can I don't know survive this scenario
0: um and what
1: would you do about it?
0: I definitely don't feel like I could do another month, okay. Like, I just think, I don't know, it, it's good and bad. Like, it's good in the way that it's made me realise there is a lot more I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bad in a way that I, I feel all right if I had a, like a, if I had staff, I think I'd be probably better. Um,
1: just a modicum of support, right?
0: Yeah, but that's an uncontrollable. That's not, I can't. I can't control
1: that. No. All right. Good. What can you control?
0: Uh, just turning up and doing the work, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything else?
0: But then it's just that reaction when you have like that bad, just everything kind of doesn't go your way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You
1: know? No, look, that's actually sort of where I'm aiming at, all like, well- And
0: the fact that it's fucking seven o'clock at night, I'm driving down the fucking freeway. Mm. I mean, like, I left my house at eight this morning. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, sitting like a lead balloon, right?
0: Yeah, just it's that whole you know, you sacrifice, and is your sacrifice worth feeling like butterflies in your stomach all day and you want to throw up?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the feeling state that comes along with what you're having to do, that's triggering anxiety or is like keeping the anxious feelings going.
0: Yeah, it's definitely triggering it. Okay. Like this morning, I was woke up and I was that was it. As soon as I was awake, bang, I was anxious, mm-hmm. and I haven't had that in a long time. Okay. And it's because I know that I'm 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 up against a really hard uh, goal at work. It's just mm. it's trying it's trying to keep the bay enough to go look. I'm just doing my job the best I can and move forward. But it's hard. It's like it just jumps ahead and ahead and ahead, and it's just yep. relentless. And then one thing goes wrong, and I'm like, fuck. It's okay and then another thing will go wrong and I'm like oh and then there we are yep. we're in that we're and, in that zone
1: yeah okay so there's two different things there what do you believe is the cause of your anxiety in this particular regard is it the um, pressure
0: yeah the pressure not not letting them like i hold i hold a lot of people in high regard and i don't want them to Guess be disappointed at me.
1: Okay, good, because that's um, I, one I wanna of the directions wanna
0: like I, I want to be. That number one person, and then when I'm not, I don't handle it well.
1: Okay. Why do you want to be the number one person?
0: Because I've never really been the number one at anything in my life.
1: Okay. And and do you know This what? is Majority what you've chosen to I do. Been
0: good at the stuff I have been good at. I've got so anxious or depressed that I self sabotage it, and I don't. I don't do well at it anyway.
1: So you preemptively decide that your best effort even then still won't be accepted? Yeah. Okay. How does that feel? How does that sit with you?
0: Um, Guys, I'm going to have to uh, uh, take the um, podcast and make it a part two Uh, Because I have um, two flashing lights behind me asking me to pull over. Um. (laughs) Short story, uh, as I start to pull over, um, I actually, um, on my way also to make things as stressful as it is, um, got a crack in my windscreen, my car um, engine lights on, and um, some bulbs may or may not be broken in my headlights. So, yes. Um, Todd? I'll leave you to finish off the podcast with the people. I'm just going to pull over, all right?
1: All right, mate. Do what you got to do. Let me know how you go afterwards, all right? Yeah,
0: all right. I'll give you a call.
1: All right. Well, that was a a dramatically shorter version than we were hoping for. Um, Probably, Hopefully what Gareth was describing and why I was asking the questions that I was made sense in terms of if we can start to get to the bottom of why Gareth is anxious. So maybe stepping beyond the triggers and the overwhelmingness of anxiety at heart, we can start to get to the root of why that's even a thing for him in the first place. So if we can consider that Gareth wants to be accepted, which is why he's trying to push to meet these standards, we can start to sort of see why it's important and why it starts to affect him on a level that triggers all this anxiety and so on and so forth. So if he can't meet standards that people he holds in high regards expect him to meet, then by extension he'll be like ostracized and shunned and not appreciated for who he is, and he starts to question his sense of self-worth. The problem with that is that that's, um, if you've been listening to any other episodes before, that's a a hell of a downward spiral first and foremost. So the more we can start to identify where this anxiety is really coming from, what it's actually starting to trigger in terms of the bigger picture survival mechanism of who you are and why you exist. So if he doesn't meet standards, A, he won't be accepted, but does that then mean that perhaps he's concerned that his job's on the line? At which point, that's a whole nother series of concerns and anxiety riddled questions. And one of the things that might keep him stuck is that if that's a genuine concern, well, he'll just stick and stay and just tolerate circumstances that don't serve and suit anyone because he's concerned about his survival and, and, and his family and so on and so forth which is, you know, very personal stuff that I'm sort of putting words in his mouth about. But this is kind of how anxiety works, guys. And then all we're doing is looking for an outcome to try and fix something that if we use anxiety and fear as the motivation to try and fix what we're looking to sort of fix, kind of just drives us deeper into the behaviors and the motivations and the the reactiveness that is anxiety. And That's how it gets heightened, 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 and that's how it starts to get typified, and that's how you start to get overwhelmed, and that's how you start to pull your own hair out and all that fun stuff. But anyway, as Gareth said, this clearly needs to be a part two. But uh, in the meantime, hopefully uh, there was a little bit of insight into the very, very short, if not record short version Uh, But in the meantime, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about what I like talking about. Have a good one, guys.